<laughs> Goat League Assemble! This week's podcast is brought to you by Basil Hayden Bourbon. Booker No loved bourbon. He loved the craft of it, the character of it, the pour me another one and tell me a story of it. He loved what it could mean and all things it could be. But most of all, he loved the way it tasted. In Basil Hayden, he created the kind of whiskey he loved, spicy yet smooth, both rich and sweet. A high-ride Kentucky straight bourbon with a refined flavor profile that rewards a second glass. So in true Kentucky style, let's get straight to the good stuff. Charles, it is uh, Friday, December the 9th, uh, coming to you live, um, not together, but uh, together in spirit. How's, how's the week going? It, it's going okay. Uh, it's, it's been a kind of a long week. I've been battling a little bit of a cold here. but um, It's been the it, longest it, week. It has been, especially after last weekend. You guys heard our last pod. You probably could tell we were just shells of ourselves. But um, D- Dude, what's, what's wild is uh, like Thanksgiving was only two weeks ago. It feels like it's already been a month ago. At least. But yeah. the, the last two weeks have just been so long. Um, it really, we're really not that far removed. Really, the third longest stretch in, in in the year, um, as far as how it feels. And and I want to apologize to our sponsors, Basil Hayden. I usually would you know be clinking up the podcast with my glass, but uh, we're, we're squeezing this podcast at ten fifteen a.m. So I apologize. I'm not that much of a degenerate, Basil Hayden. Yeah, I, I pondered you know drinking uh you know a little glass myself, but you know it is early. And I've I've got every Friday off the rest of this year, but still, it's still got stuff to do. It's you know ten fifteen, just a little too early. Um, even if it was a Thursday, the first Thursday of uh, the NCAA tournament, it would be early. Like that's at twelve, you know, and that, that that's that's one of the Thursdays of the year that I could you know I could you know affirmatively say that I have a beer. At, you know, probably the morning of a weekday. Oh, given. I think first tip off is like 11 something. Yeah, that's, that's the one day of the year, every year, where I could say I legitimately have, uh, excuse me, weekday of the year, where I could say I legitimately have um, alcohol in my system, uh, you know, in the morning time. Yeah. Uh, it, it really, is, it really it, might be the only day of the year. Uh, weekday really, of the year, yeah, oh yeah, weekday, hundred percent. That, that Thursday, um, Friday, it really might be the, those two days only. Um, you know, barring any special type of occasion, whether it's like a bachelor party or something, right? And it just of happens course. to be a, a Friday, you know. Yeah, Friday don't bachelor party doesn't count as a weekday. That's that's an exclusionary uh, clause, I believe. Yeah, that's written. It's written in the uh, in the fine print, in in the old bylaws. <laughs> yeah, in the bylaws. Yeah, it's it's the by. It was always the bylaws. It was, it um, was bylaws over in laws. <laughs> hey, I, I don't have any in laws, but I know I'm the day I that. do, the day I do, I'm gonna be like, fuck, I gotta go over to these. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Uh, it's the two Christmases. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. I mean, I'm well, like, obviously you love your in-laws. Um, and you know, most people do, but there just are times where you're just like, 
you know, damn it, I, I want to sit at my home. I don't want to go over there. Yeah, uh, I want to sit in my house in my sweatpants, turn on my fireplace, and just sit here and, and revel in, in my own whatever it is that day that I'm reveling in. And then you add kids into the uh, to the mix, and it only like it only adds to the the fire because every grandparent is going to want to see their their grandkid. Oh, given so it's off. like oh hey we jealous got, of the other one. Yeah, we're going to have Sunday lunch after church over here, and then you know, ugh, yeah, Can't it's wait. a lot. Um, Can't wait. <clears throat> well, speaking of fire. We saw a, a fiery performance last night before we get into the, uh, the fantasy football podcast. I want to talk some just real football. Baker Mayfield, 98-yard drive to win the game as I slept, um, <laughs> which is more passing yards on that drive than he had some of the whole Panthers games. And he knew the playbook for like two days. Yeah, and I think that's that's what the best Baker is kind of like the backyard football one, just making plays out there. I mean, he threw a couple balls that were just great catches, um, you know, that, yeah. that were big-time catches on that drive, which, you know, you have to have a mix, especially when you only got a minute and 30 seconds. You know, you got to have a little bit of both. But he threw two passes I can think off off the top of my head, the touchdown pass and – one across the middle um, where I was just like, where was that the last year and a half? Um, right. He looked good, man. And I, I, I'm pulling for Baker because I don't, I don't hate the guy. I don't think he's done anything to, to, for people to dislike him other than the fact that in college he was a little arrogant and had a chip on his shoulder. But other than that, I mean, he's played for two historically – below average franchises and he goes Facts. to he goes to the defending Super Bowl champion maybe it's a good turnaround because um Charles I'm going to be honest from what I'm hearing about this Matt Stafford injury um this could be it yeah he could be done done he could be done I don't think he bounces back the same and I think the Rams know something there or they wouldn't have they wouldn't have touched it yeah, they're all uh, over it. Uh, I heard Baker saying he booked his flight to L.A. before they even officially yep. claimed him. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I think when you kind of look at that, man, um, you know, this, this Stafford deal, it, maybe it's a good sign for Baker. It's, it, it, this is the true redemption story that he needed. Yeah, I mean, I hope so for him. I mean, like you said, I got nothing against him. He was, like, from everything I read, he was a great teammate guy. He likes everybody in Charlotte. It was just a, a true, like, mutual send-off, and I think he's in this place yeah, now it, where he can be. And Charlotte's a shit show, man. It, it's just yeah. not run well. David Tepper's an idiot. Um, you know, Matt Roll's an idiot. Uh, I'm probably missing a few other people. I'm sure the GM's an idiot. I don't know his name off the top of my head. McAdoo's but, an idiot. Yeah, McAdoo's he's a dumbass. I do like Steve Wilkes just because he just seems like, you know, anybody that stays in an organization that long and is tenured like that is, you know, he's got some uh, some good qualities. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, um, 
let's uh let's get into our week 13 recap and then we'll get it quick uh we'll, we'll kind of blow through that and get to our playoff picture and talk about this yeah. last week of the regular season got a thrilling last week charles it's gonna be i can't believe we're here yeah i say it every year but i can't i can't believe it. uh i think this is the sixth year of the goat league officially yeah, I'm and I, I'll kind of go over, uh, you know, as we go into the like matchups and stuff. I'll go with the with the playoff hunt. I'm gonna since I have no skin in the game, I'm gonna go with who I want to be in the playoffs just off of the uh, entertainment value on those. Okay, all right, I like it. Um, well, in week 13, we had two really close matchups uh we've been mm. kind of begging for some close matchups that been a nasty blowout yeah um first one was craven likely ending allen's playoff hopes he definitely still yeah. had a chance and charles this one was this one was just you know tooth and nail just everybody just scratching and clawing who was gonna win the entire time it was a great matchup it was, um, you know, Tyree Kill ultimately saved Craven, got him the dub because his team, you know, between him and Josh Jacobs, um, and Pirine, eighteen and a half points, yeah. um, on on Allen's side, you only get less than five points from your number one pick, Derrick Henry. Uh, it's not a recipe for success in this matchup. Yeah, and you know, this was this was one of those matchups where if Joe Mixon plays, Adam loses. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's no, there's no, uh, there's no way that I look at, you know, Craven's bench, there's nobody he could have put in that could have got him enough points that P. Ryan did. So he would have lost, um, you know, let's say P. Ryan had like six points and then, you know, maybe keeps the same lineup. I mean, you know, he would have, he would have lost by multiple Easily. points. So. Yeah. Just a just a good plug and play there by Craven, um, you know. Tough for Allen because I, I was really kind of rooting for him. You know, everybody loves a good underdog story and, and the way he kind of started out. And um, he's had some exciting weeks this this year. It sucks that uh you know the Jaguars got beat so bad because um, he just couldn't get enough points from Marvin Jones Jr. And I, and I think ultimately. You know, between that and then, you know, Jamal Williams only had nine and a half points, but it was because it was such a blowout. He he probably wasn't getting enough, you know, the same amount of uh, action. So, um, right. you know, tough one for him. Derrick Henry, you know, 4.8 points. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, maybe the first time I've ever seen someone lose with over 30 points from their defense. Not a shot at Allen, but just saying. I think that's the first time I've ever seen That him. is the first time. Holy shit, I didn't see that. I had 31. That's crazy. They had three, I overlooked it at first. Three touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely insane um, matchup. Um, and then our second closest matchup, uh, which has me feeling very nervous and Vic very good, um, as Vic edged me by a little less than three points, um, as the Buccaneers could only get me five points. They only had one sack and forced zero turnovers against the league's most uh, turnover prone team. So that one, that one stung. Yeah. And Charles, I, I think the outlier here is obviously anytime you got to play a Denver Bronco and the, that that's a receiver or a quarterback, yeah. you, you're fucked. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. You were better off playing Duvernay. You were better off playing Shark. You were better off playing whoever the hell Sherfield is. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, one catch it. for 75 yards and a touchdown. Good for that guy. Um, yeah. First play of the game, too. <laughs> yeah. First play of the game. First play of the game. So, you know, for you, that would have been, uh, you know, much better than I get. You got to play Cordell, uh, Cordell Sutton, but you know it is what it is. Um, yeah, Cortland bad. Sutton, excuse me. Yeah, he had a fuck? hamstring injury, and I think he only um, played like forty-two percent of snaps or something, which yeah. is not good. But you know, just a uh, nice little solid week for for Vic. Uh, I, I think Jeff Wilson. You know, I I thought he was going to get more, but. You know, shout out to the 49ers, even without Garoppolo, you know, with Garoppolo going out, still got it done um, in in convincing fashion. So, um, you know, that, that two-headed monster that he's got of Sanders and Barkley just continue to light things up. Yeah, and let's not – let's not – I don't want to – you know, I have to shout him out. Uh, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 10 on the year with Geno Smith. Everybody left him for dead. Quiet. Um, Quiet yeah. wide receiver 10. Five straight games with a touchdown. Nine for 128 and a touchdown last week. Probably you one big matchup. Yeah, can't all beat that with a stick, bro. Yeah, he has been the definition of, of solid. Um, we'll go to our uh, our third closest matchup. It wasn't as, as close, but a 15-pointer. Uh, we thought this one was going to be pretty close. Big win for for Connor as he tries to yeah. get lucky and, and rally, but he's officially off the snack sacco, which he was anyway. Um, and he beats Paul Paul slips to seven and six. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway here? I mean, man, like, you know, when I see this, I, I'm tired of Connor doing the, the woe is me group me. Uh, I don't think my team's going to win, bro. You're up 67 points on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> the win yeah. prediction says you have a 87% chance to win. You're going to yeah. be okay. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you were able to get the dub um, and you had a great week. But let's let's stop the my team sucks and I just hope I could, you know, scratch and claw to victory. You got a solid team. You got six wins. Um, yeah. You know, you beat some some – pretty good teams this year um it's gonna be okay and uh you know as far as far as paul goes paul i think this is his second straight loss is that right uh i'm not 100 percent sure let me uh let me check but i know he had a uh you know obviously had a down week quote unquote down week from mahomes um and others but you know if it was wasn't for Devonte adams he wouldn't have even broke he wouldn't even broke a hundred, but yeah, that's his second straight loss. He lost to Weston in week 12. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, as far as Paul's outlook on the, on the rest of the season goes, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get from Gibson. Uh, they, they're on a bye this week. Kenneth Walker is probably out this week. Um, you know, Fournette's always up in the air. Zeke has been pretty consistent. George Kittle's not been George Kittle. Um, I don't know if you're going to get much out of Michael Pittman. So he's really got to depend on Mahomes and Devontae Adams to, to really carry that load and going into this last week, or, or he could be in trouble, um, you know, with, with playoff implications. 
Yeah, he's he's pretty fortunate, and we'll talk about this later. But he's he's got a pretty good amount of points, so he should be okay. But as far as seeding goes, seeding you know, that's exactly factor. You're right. Um, uh, okay. Um, another big matchup we had was uh, it was Lick and Mooney. Um, believe it was two of the the highest scoring uh, teams of the week. Uh, Lick, you know, or Mooney had an outstanding week um, to possibly solidify his playoff claim and also help you out significantly. Yeah, and he did it with with one guy having zero points. So it just goes to show you how good uh, the rest of his squad played. I mean, you had A.J. Dillon with 19. Huge, huge start huge. Uh, by Mooney there. Um, you know, A.J. Brown – or excuse me, A.J. Brown going into the um, – his old team against Tennessee, and he he absolutely went off. Um, did you see that one catch that he had that they called back? For, it was a touchdown. They called it back, and then the it, the exact next play goes and scores a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, um, that was awesome. It was that was awesome. Uh, you know, Josh Allen was was a, he was okay. It was a Thursday night game. Uh, yeah. You take seventeen points from a quarterback on a Thursday night. Uh, yeah, you know, Dallas especially playing the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Christian Kirk got back over 100 receiving yards in an in a ugly game. And then, you know, Pacheco with the touchdown was huge. Um, yep. You know, and then, you know, Lick, Lick's had a couple good weeks the last few weeks. I have really lucked out on the, um, on the win-loss thing, and, and we'll get into it later. But, uh, you know, it scares me with points because if he if he puts up 120 points this week, my, my team is not going to be anywhere near that. So, ultimately, I would fall to Sacco. It's kind of scary. Yeah, it's scary hours. Um, but, you know, shout out to Lick. Finally, I mean, he was a dumbass at first picking up Christian Watson and not starting him. But, I mean, you're looking at what is arguably going to be the offensive rookie of the year in the NFL – really off of just two weeks, the last two or three weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, he played him. And, I mean, he, who is Lick going to – who's Lick's keeper going to be? Because, I mean, he's got Garrett Wilson. He's got Christian Watson. Yep. Rashad White I mean, in the 13th round. Rashad White in the 13th round. Which I, you know, drop his ass. I don't. I don't. Yeah, think it's that's probably really not happening. I, I think Christian. I mean, you drop Christian Watson, and I don't know if he ever became a free agent. So that that's that's might be what he picks. Um, that yeah. and Garrett Wilson. I'm with you there. Yeah, um, but you know, just hats off to uh, Lick there. You know, that's two. If this was Dynasty League, you know, he'd be sitting pretty. Very much so. Um, very much so. Well, big w- big win for Mooney. He currently sits in fourth. Um, next matchup, uh, it was some high scoring by Nunnery. Pretty good week, 109 points. But Weston just too good. Um, gets to nine and four with 140. As Jalen Hurts um, shows why he is number one quarterback in fantasy this year, and and maybe uh, a good, really good chance unless Mahomes sneaks it from him is the MVP of the league this year in real football. Yeah. Uh, in, in real life, he is the MVP, but I mean, scary Terry and Pollard. And then you have Swift having 19 points. Um, 
hard to beat, hard to beat. And, and Nunnery, Nunnery had a solid week. You know, DK Metcalf having a huge game in Seattle and Brady on that fourth quarter drive on Monday night. Um, you know, shout, hey, shout out Keenan Allen, North Carolina product. Um, you know, when's the last time he scored 17.8 points? Oh, man, it, it's been a while. Um, yeah. It hasn't been – that's his best performance of the season. Yeah. I mean, it's probably his best performance of the last – one and a half seasons yeah um, probably just, so you know and then Dallas defense with 19 it just uh like I said it's unfortunate that um you go against a monster like Weston's team and Weston has one and we'll get into it in a second but Weston's got one of those rosters where and there's only about two two or three teams out there that could do it consistently where they could score 130 plus points yeah and yep. West has got one of those rosters where, you know, all it takes is DeAndre Swift to catch a pass and run it for 60 yards. And then you turn around and Pollard's got two touchdowns and Scary Terry's got a touchdown and Jefferson's gone off and he's got 160 points. West has yep. got one of those squads. And that so, could happen in 15 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, uh, we saw what Jalen Hurts had like what three or four touchdowns in the first quarter a couple of weeks ago. Something stupid. I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's crazy. It was. It was like twenty-one to seven or something in the first quarter. Um, yeah. like literally a couple of weeks ago, and they were all Jalen Hurts touch uh, product touchdowns. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's crazy. I mean, and then you look at like, I mean. 17 carries for 157 against Green Bay when he didn't yeah. even have a good game in the air. I mean, his floor is about 20 points. Like, I know he's had worse performances, but in my opinion, I mean, with his legs too, I mean, that's a big advantage. And and especially when, you know, we play in the league, like it's four points for a passing touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. If it was six for a passing, those legs don't play as big of a factor in the differential, but it's huge in this league. Yeah, and, um, you know, looking at, like, uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but as far as quarterbacks go, if I'm Weston um, or Paul, I feel confident that going into each week, I'm going to have the other quarterbacks not going to beat me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You can't say that about Josh Allen right now. You can't say it about couple other quarterbacks out there so um you know just something to think about here but let's get into this last matchup we have um myself going against jordan battle of the cousins uh battle of the ville battle of um you know haverhill if you will uh, but uh you know unfortunately <laughs> i couldn't get it done my team is is absolutely banged up uh, Charles, it's what you know. What was your takeaway here? Uh, your team is banged up. You're limping across the finish line, trying to to scrounge and not make Sacco. Um, it's a familiar position for me last year. Um, on the other side, you know, Jordan had, uh, you know, Fields have a pretty solid game. McCaffrey, great game. Uh, he did enough to get a much needed W. Quiet um, game for McCaffrey. Like that was quiet, a quiet twenty-five that was points. A quiet twenty-five points. Yeah, 
Yeah, that eight eight catches will help. <laughs> um, eight catches, seventeen carries. That's <laughs> that's, that's twenty five opportunities. Uh, that's insane. So yeah, that's a lot. Um, and on your side, you know, Joe Mixon being hurt. Um, hopefully, you'll get him back this week, and uh, hopefully, you'll get you you know probably be playing Geno's Panthers. So that that should should help you. But we'll take a look at that. Um, yeah. Like I said, Jordan with a massive win to be back in the playoff picture um, and, uh, you know, keep you in the Saka race, basically. Um, so let's let's just take a quick look at the standings before we get into the preview. And primarily what I want to look at is, um, you know, I said this in the group me, but we still are playing for the regular season point leader, um, which is, you know, you not having to pay your entry plus 50 bucks, basically. It's nice. Um, so very nice. Um, right now, Craven is beating Weston by eight points. Uh, those are the leaders in the clubhouse um, right now. You know, moving forward, Paul technically could have like an insane week and them struggle, but it's it's pretty much between those two guys. So best of luck for the uh, the regular season point total. Um, besides that, we've still technically got four people going for the last playoff spot. In my mind. Craven, Weston, Paul, Mooney, Vikram with the points and getting seven wins. I think they're probably okay. Um, unless I outscore Vikram by like 40 points. Um, and then Jordan is about 30 points behind me, as is Allen. So could get a little weird. Yeah. And, and you know, one thing I'm looking at, and, and I'm with you there. I think I think Craven, Weston, Paul, and Mooney, um, you know, they're they're for sure in because of points. Paul has lost two straight, and I would not be shocked as we move into the matchup this week if Paul loses three straight heading into the playoffs, which is going to be scary. Um, you know, it could be one of those Paul, like a uh, just a sneaky run for Paul to the championship because he does have that squad. But, um, you know, looking at Vic, I think Vic probably has enough points. But all it takes is you, Allen, and, and Jordan, hell, even Connor, um, you know, and, and a, it would take a miracle for Connor. But, yeah. you know, you, you three, you know, you, Jordan, you, Jordan and Allen, um, don't, you know, don't let Vic have like 60 points this week and all y'all score 120, 130 points. Then it gets really interesting. Yeah. Um, could definitely you know, just, just kind of looking at it off the top of my head. I'm not really doing the math, like plugging it in my phone right now, but, um, <laughs> you know, when we look at the matchups this week, it could really determine, you know, who your guys are playing, who you're having to sit, injuries, you know, it all goes into that. And and I think, like you said, we've got, what, two spots, one, two, three, four, five. We've got three guys going for one spot. Yep. Um, and it's exciting. It is. Uh, well, I'd love to, to start with, uh, with Vikram's matchup, just so it happens to be against you. Um, yeah. This last week, um, you know, you got off to a decent start last night. Matt Collins, you know, uh, right about his projected point. So, you know, I can't be mad with that. It's a little solid 7.2. Yeah, um, I think I think Matt Collins was projected 7.7 uh, uh, 
six points, so I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at it. It's not It's not exactly what we needed, but go ahead, Charles. What were you going to say? We didn't hit the anytime touchdown back. We did not. But he did get targeted in the end zone on the time. I saw that. So, we, we yep. it was the signs. We were close. Yeah. Um, but uh, on on Vikram's side, I mean, I saw Saquon popped up on the injury report. I'm sure it's nothing but something to monitor there. could be very interesting. Um, Tyler Lockett going against the Panthers should keep it moving. Mark Andrews, I actually weirdly feel better about Mark Andrews with Huntley than Lamar Jackson. I know that's weird to say. Um, but last year, if I'm not mistaken, Mark Andrews went on a crazy run for like three games. And I think Huntley was quarterback the whole time, those three games. Yeah. Um, cause he's not running and making plays as much as Lamar is, let's be honest. So kind of a safety valve sitch. Um, um yeah. And if, if we kind of go back to the first matchup, Charles, the three people that killed me on Vic's squad was Saquon Barkley. Had 20 points. Russell Gage had 18 points. Holy shit. And Mark Andrews had 25 points on eight catches and two touchdowns. And that was all she wrote right there. Wow. That's crazy about Russell Gage. <laughs> Russell freaking <coughs> Gage. Oh, man. Well, uh, I'll just I'll just throw out my prediction. Um, you know, I think I think Weston or Weston. I think Vikram probably gets it done this week. Um, eight wins and his points definitely gets him in the playoffs. At that point, you know, you're basically hoping for a lick loss to Connor. Um, Connor's obviously hoping to score like 45 more points than me and win and me lose, <laughs> um, amongst other things. So. Should be interesting, but um, I think you actually have some great matchups here. I just think Vikram's got a little too much firepower. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go the opposite. I think for the, the maybe the first time this year, it could be the second time. I'm actually going to say I'm going to win. Um, go. I think we're going to see um, Joe Mixon come back strong against Cleveland. He's out. He's been out a couple weeks. Got something to prove. Don't be surprised if Michael Carter catches about three or four balls, gets yep. me enough points. I think T. Higgins is on it. T. Higgins is I don't not getting talked about enough. This dude is on a this dude is on a serious tear right now. Um, I mean it, it's it's been fun to watch. He's getting in the end zone. I and then you know Etienne and um, and McKinnon. I, I really like what I saw to McKinnon last week, but. I think the biggest matchup here is, is going to be Geno Smith, man. Geno Smith going against the Panthers. The Seattle Seahawks are 10-4 and all-time against the Carolina Panthers. They own them. They always have owned them. And I think they're going to continue to own them. I think it's going to be a huge game. Um, and no Tyler Lockett touchdowns this week. <laughs> well, the good news is if he does catch a touchdown, you at least do have the guy that's throwing it to him. So that's something that's, that's good. I think. Yeah. Um, well, we'll go ahead and move on to the next matchup. Uh, you know, you mentioned Paul's matchup, so we'll, we'll go to that one. Um, Paul, you know, he, he doesn't want to enter the playoffs on a three game schneid, um, especially going against Nunnery the last week. Um, so 
we've got a uh, interesting matchup as like you said Kenneth Walker may not play um you're probably not going to play and uh and looking back I like how you look back at the week three um Paul beat Nunnery 104 to 88 um not like he blew him out so could could be uh could be an interesting game yeah, this is one of those matchups where I think it's going to be ugly on both sides, um, kind of like what uh, Connor and and Cam are going to have. I, I don't know if either team's going to be able to put up enough points. Um, Nunnery needs to switch Kamara, who's on by. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be interested to see who he can plug in there because from the looks of it, um, it's only going to be Devin Singletary. But – could we see a Hollywood Brown in the flex win Nunnery the week? Could be. Ooh, ooh, I like it. I mean, I love it personally. Um, it, if I'm Nunnery, you, know, you got to take out Kamara. I'm not even playing Cream Hunt. I, I'd rather play. I'd rather move Devin Singletary to the second RB. And I'd rather play Devon Parker in that second flex if Jacoby Myers misses. That's a big if. But yeah, but who's um, going to play running back? Who's going to play the other running back? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Kamara's on by. <laughs> you have to play Hunt. That's bad. Um, Hunt's been bad, so watch he'll score yeah, this but, week. Everybody you know, but but it. with the, the way Deshaun Watson looked last week, and you know they're still getting acclimated with him, I wouldn't be shocked if they go run heavy against the Bengals. Yeah, or even you know short pass heavy, which would bode well for him as well. So I'm with you. I mean, that, yeah. that does make sense. I uh, think but, regardless. I think regardless. Uh, Paul loses. And Cowboys defense is going to score 15, 20 points versus yeah. Texans. I fully anticipate it. Um, yeah. I, Hunter I, Henry, I, guaranteed I, touchdown. I legitimately think Paul loses regardless um, this week. I just uh, – Devontae Adams hurt him. Having a, having a Thursday night, Devontae Adams is tough. Yeah, and sub 10 points. And, yeah. And you got Fournette going against the 49ers. You've got James going against the, the Eagles with one loss. Um, yeah, you, you got to really depend on, uh, I think, Elliott and Valdez-Scantlin and, and Mahomes to really get you some points this week. Because other than that, I just don't see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a little smidge of a buy again, Not really, but um, kind of, sort of. There's six teams on by this week, which is brutal for the last week of the uh, regular season, people trying to make yeah. moves. Um, yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, Justin Fields is on by. So that presents an interesting uh, decision for Jordan, uh, but it works out kind of well for him because he's able to throw Kirk Cousins in going against the Lions um, on a one o'clock Kirk Cousins at that. Um so I uh, so let's transition to Jordan versus Allen. Arguably, one of the biggest matchups of the entire week. Um, if Jordan wins, he's in. Uh, you know, uh, I guess it's possible that Jordan and I both win. What some team may miss at eight wins. That's certainly possible, actually, which is nuts. Um, but if Allen wins and scores a bunch of points, he's technically not out of it either. Uh, what do you see happening? Um, yeah, some would say, uh, this is a must win for Jordan. Some would say it's a must win for Allen. Um, I think we all can, <laughs> I think we all can agree here that it's going to be a close matchup. I, I think 
both teams, and, and this is something that needs to be pointed out when, when you got Jordan starting Kirk Cousins. I don't know if you realize this, but if the Vikings win, they clinch the NFC North. Yes. If the Lions win, they continue to be in the hunt for the NFC North. The Lions have been on a tear lately. Um, they've looked good. They've been putting up points all season. Some say the Vikings analytically are the worst. Um, what eleven and two? Are they eleven and two, Charles? Uh, ten and two. They are the worst ten and two team in NFL history. Something that's like that. what analytics. That's what analytics say. They are the worst ten and two team in NFL history. So for me, I look at that and say this Kirk Cousins is, is a gamble when you've got Dak in the old Texas matchup. Yeah. Um, I like I like Dak in this one. Okay. Let's let's break it down to Henry and McCaffrey. I like McCaffrey in this one. Even though, you know, Henry's going against Jacksonville. Still like uh still like McCaffrey. You got Jamal Williams, who on the season is a top 10 running back, and he's considered the backup. Pretty fucking impressive. Great draft pick by Allen there. Um, Austin Eckler's been quiet a couple last weeks. Um, If we look at his game log, had 10 points last week. Had 19 points the week before, no touchdowns. 17 points the week before that, one touchdown. Um, you know, that tear in the beginning of the season we saw with Austin Eckler, I think we're due for one. Give me that Give me that for Jordan. Yeah. Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb, give me C.D. Lamb. Hopkins, Zay Jones. Hopkins is injured this week. Still going to play, still give me Hopkins. Schultz, Bellinger, two freaking white guys. They're both just, eh. Who cares? Um, Cam Akers. (laughs) Pierce. Give me Pierce. Yeah. Judy. Judy and Cook. That's a sneaky one. One one of those has Russell Wilson thrown to him. The other one has to depend on getting a couple catches and a couple big-time runs backing up Devin Singletary. I'm going to take Cook. After seeing him with you last Thursday night, he looked really good. He did. Baltimore defense, Tennessee defense, both playing some subpar teams. That's a toss-up. Charles, I think we've got what's going to be legitimately down to the wire on Sunday. I agree. Um, I can't even tell you. I, I mean, on, it, it may come down to Monday night Hopkins. It might. It so might. So I'm, I'm going to take Jordan, and I'm going to say it is a two- or three-point game. Mm. I think it'll be a nail-biter. Um, I take Jordan's side as well, and, and here's why. Not only do I like just general matchups and some stuff that you said, um, you know, I think the sneaky part about – 
having three Cowboys, okay, they're going to be heavily favored. My only concern would be the Cowboys get a few turnovers. Let's say they have a pick six. They get up 24 nothing, and they've had a couple little, like, Elliott, you know, one-yard runs. I don't see C.D. Lamb, like, feasting like he should um, against a, a Texans uh, defense that may not even have most of the field to defend if the offense is so bad, if that makes sense. Um, that game script could get away from them really quick. DeAndre Hopkins obviously has been on a tear, but going against a tough defense and kind of a potentially gnarly game. Um, I think it'll be – I think DeAndre basically just comes up just short Monday night to complete the comeback and, and Jordan wins. And he uh, needs me to then lose or if I do win, some you know outscores me by like 28 points or something. Um so it's certainly possible that if him and I both win, that an eight-team team for the first – or eight-win team for the first time ever misses the playoffs. Well, let's go to yours because I – let's go to your matchup next because I think you were losing this week. <laughs> well, that's like saying the sky's blue. But uh, <laughs> Weston's team is – Weston's team is good is all I'm saying. Um, yeah. So – uh, but looking back, uh, interesting. I didn't say it, but uh, Jordan actually lost to Allen, one hundred three to eighty eight in uh, week three. Um, obviously, that's when Eckler was struggling, and and Weston and I had a nasty matchup. Um, yeah, that was got that was lucky. a nasty one. Yeah, I got lucky, beat him eighty six to eighty three. Um, yeah, I actually, you know, I'm not just saying this. I think this is going to be an excellent matchup. I think uh, I think it's going to be really good. Um, I fully expect Justin Jefferson to just feast because um, he's a beast and they're playing the worst pass defense in the league. Uh, I expect Tony Pollard to get in the end zone. Uh, Jalen Waddle's a little banged up, but he should be okay. Um, on my side, I expect Joey Burrow to go off. Um, big time decision on Dante Foreman if he plays or not, going against one of the worst running defenses in the league. And how can Mike Williams perform coming back off injury? Yeah, I think Weston wins big. Uh, I and I and I hope so, Charles. And and I love you. You know, you're one of my best friends. Probably my best friend. I, you're not one of them. You are the best friend. <laughs> um, you know, I, but uh, you know, you know, looking at this, I hope that somebody this year that's never won it wins. Um. Uh, I'm not a big history buff, but I believe you won the league before. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. So, with that being said, I do not. I do not want you in the playoffs. I want Jordan or Allen to somehow sneak in there. So, I'm going to hope that your team just does not perform this week. But it's also one of those. It's a catch twenty two, right? Because you have Joe Burrow. And I need Joe Burrow to probably throw at least one touchdown pass. So, if in a perfect scenario, Joe Burrow has about 13 points. He throws for one touchdown to T. Higgins, corner of the end zone, um, first quarter, and then they just run the ball. Joe Mixon all day. Uh, he's back off, off of uh, injuries. So, I'm hoping for that. I hope you score like 60 points. He <laughs> frogs you. And uh, that's what we get, and it's it's no it's no slight towards you. I just I got to pull for family in this one, man. Blood is thicker than water. All right, well I see where I stand. Um, uh, no, I get it. I'd I'd say the same thing, especially about the no repeating. And hey, hey, hey Weston's Weston's one of Weston's one of my best friends too. So 
Um, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> FMR. Fuck, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next matchup. Uh, this is absolutely huge. Um, Team Lick versus going off the Henny. Uh, this matchup's projected to be tight oh, as this hell. One. You want to talk about a nasty game. I've already mentioned it. This one's going to be just – I think this one's going to be nasty. It's going to be um, tight and nasty like a 15-year-old losing her virginity next to a dumpster. Yeah. And, and immediately looking at this, shout out to Connor for getting Huntley. Okay. Shout out. That's that's solid. Um, DJ Moore could have a sneaky game. St. Brown, I think, goes off again. I don't think he scores 29 like he did last week, but I think he goes off. And I like the two Philly plug-ins here for Connor. But Lick's team, and this is where it gets weird, you had nine points from, from the Raiders' defense. Lick started the Raiders' defense and got nine points. That bodes well for Lick. Um, it does. Garrett Wilson will have a touchdown. He will be the, the AFC Offensive Rookie of the Year. Diggs will score a touchdown. It's the freaking Jets. The biggest <laughs> matchup, the biggest matchup, and what I think is going to scare me and what is going to ultimately knock Connor's 8% chance of making the playoffs and my chance of not being Sacco is Zonovan Knight is going to get the bulk of the carries. He's going to have a touchdown against Buffalo. Michael Carter will not have the points needed, and Lick will win in a nasty fashion, but still he's got the points on me. It would take a miracle Joe Mixon 50-pointer again, which I said we'll never see again. Um, (laughs) um, For me to leapfrog, and I, I think Lick wins this week. All right. Yeah, it's funny I, don't think, I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think either team scores in the uh, scores. I think it'll be like ninety-eight to like ninety-two. I could see it. Um, I think that makes sense. And I had my eyes on Bam Bam Knight here. He had fifteen carries last week and five ca- uh, catches. So very involved. To your point. Um, you know, I, I tend to agree with you here. I think that uh, I think that Lick wins. I think Amon Ra scores a touchdown um, on the other side to, to like to piggyback off what you were saying. Um, watch out for Nick Chubb to have an explosive game. It's been a while since he's had a big game, and he loves going against division rival uh, on the ground. Last time they played the Bengals, he scored twenty five points, touched the ball twenty five times. So. Something to something to look out for there. Um, I believe we're on to our last matchup of the week. Um, Mooney and Craven. Craven's locked up a uh, a bye. Um, whether it's the number one or number two seed remains to be seen. Whether he gets the most points or not for the regular season remains to be seen. And uh, Mooney would like to go ahead and get a dub just to solidify um, his his playoff positioning. Um, Craven started out with Josh Jacobs, the the man that has gotten the most opportunity. He's freaking running back one on the year. Who saw that coming? Yeah. Not me. Not me. Um, <laughs> not this guy. Um, and to your point, you know, with Mixon coming back, in theory, um, I'm sure he's still going to play Pirine. So it'll be very interesting to see what he gets from him and how complimentary of a role he's going to play. 
Yeah, I like Mooney um, to win this week, actually. I like Mooney in this one, and I I think – you know, has Adam – I don't know if he just said it. I'm sorry. Um, has Adam already clinched the, the one seed? Uh, so, 10-3, Weston is 9-4. So, if uh, Weston outscores him and wins by, like, 13 points, he gets the number one seed and the and the 150 with, that we talked about earlier. So, it's close. Yeah, this this could be this could be the leapfrog. Um, this could be the leapfrog week. You know, Jacobs with a solid eighteen points, but I, I like I like who Mooney's guys are going against here. I mean, Pacheco against Denver, um, Cook. I think Minnesota Detroit could be one of those games where you take the over. Um, Maybe my NFL lock of the week. Um, I like Josh yep. Allen going. I like Josh Allen going against the Jets. Jets are, you know, somewhat struggling here. Don't be surprised. Dawson Knox had zero points last week. Don't be surprised if he has, you know, seven plus um, this week. And I tell you, a sneaky play, and it's been it's been beneficial to Mooney the you know later parts of the season. But Slayton, man, Slayton's always good for a big catch. Yes. Yes, he's he always is. good for and, uh, he's good he's good for a big catch. And you know, you got Mr. Kirk, you got Captain Kirk right there too, that he could very well go I mean, he's the number eleven receiver right now. Oh my god. And Tennessee's defense pass pass defense is not great. So um, And and I and I'm I hate to there. go back and, and I I'm such a T. Higgins guy, but Christian Kirk is the number eleven ranked receiver right now t higgins is number 13 it, it it just goes to show you t higgins on any other team is probably and, and it just pisses me off if it was a packers fan right yeah yeah you could have draft you did draft aj Dillon. great pickup i do understand that but you draft t higgins in that slot that the Bengals got him at i believe it was one pick before the Packers' next pick, uh, or excuse me, the Packers had the Packers had the pick before T. Higgins in the last in the the end of the first round, and then the Bengals got T. Higgins the beginning of the um, second round. Could you imagine T. Higgins on a Packers squad right now? I mean, dude, just imagine T. Higgins on on the Packers right now. Yeah, he'd yeah, be, he'd be top seven easy. So, I, I mean, I think that's just a um, – I think that Christian Kirk play right there, going back to Mooney's squad, number 11 receiver right there, quiet, quiet number 11 receiver, um, could have a big week. Yeah, I think he will. I think he scores. Um, yeah. I say Mooney, Mooney is my lock of the week. All right. Um, I, I like it. I'm actually going to take Jordan as my lock of the week. Um, I meant to say it earlier, but I think Jordan gets it done. Um, so, uh, looking ahead to, you know, if everything falls like we think it is, you know, obviously Craven and Weston are getting the buys. Um, we're looking at, uh, you know, Paul, Weston, Mooney being you know, shifting in that three, four, five spot, and then Jordan coming in as the sixth seed. Um, so, second round match potential of, of a little Jordan Weston, uh, the semifinal matchup. It's, it's possible. Yeah. Um, could be could be interesting. 
uh, let's take a look at our lock of the week and and uh, get out of here. All right, let's do it. Uh, what do you uh, – well, I'll start out with mine. So, you mentioned the over in the Lions-Vikings game. I, you know, I, I like that. Um, I do for sure. And it's one of those lines – last time I saw Lions favored by two against the Vikings, it kind of a, comes across as an initial head-scratcher. And when that happens, you hammer it. So, I am making Lions minus two my lock. I, I love that. I love that pick. It's like it's one of those where it's like Vegas is trying to to trick you into like take the Vikings, take the Vikings. Something's up. You got to hammer the Lions. Great, great, great pick. Um, I Charles, I want to hammer the Texans plus seventeen and a half. That that to me is insane. It's a lot. Um, that that's a ton of points. That's a ton of points. Yeah, it is. It is. It is that's, a lot of that's points. three scores. Yeah, they've been bad. That's, no, that's <laughs> that's yeah, that's three. That's three scores. Um, and the Texans are bad, but are, I, I mean, it's the NFL. Um, yeah, right. It's the NFL. At the end of the day, so so part of me wants to hammer that. Um, I I hate I'm saying this too. I like the Panthers plus three and a half. I don't know why. Um, just because I, because you can see Seahawks, it in a field goal. <laughs> the, Se- the Seahawks do own the Panthers. Um, Panthers just came off a bye though, and Geno Smith's right shoulder, his throwing shoulder, is banged up. Um, so, um, I also like the Cardinals, man, plus one and a half. I like that on on Monday night. It's that's that's a trap one too. But I have to ultimately, I have to hammer the Texans plus 17 and a half. Um, that's going to be a great teaser. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely teaser. And uh, for your anytime, anytime touchdown parlay, I had this written down, actually, so it's funny. St. Brown. Okay. Hunter Henry. Okay. Zonovan Knight. Okay. Garrett Wilson. I like that. Garrett Wilson's a machine. And, yeah, uh, and I'm actually, all it took I'm was actually Mike gonna, White to show it. <laughs> I'm I, I will tell you on that, and I'm going to add in a Joe Mag- Mixon touchdown. Okay, like it, like it. Yep. Well, uh, hopefully, some of the goats tail us out there. Uh, best of luck to everyone uh, not named Jordan or Weston, and uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. All right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure as always, and. Uh, you know, until next time, when next week we'll be, you know, going over Sacco, we'll be going over league leader and scoring, and we'll be on the playoff outlook, man. It's going to be exciting. I, I, even though I'm not in it, I, I'm still in it. Like, uh, it just this, this shit excites me. It's still the GOAT League. It's been a great year. We're going to have an eight-win we, – we may have an eight-win uh, team not make the playoffs, as you said. I mean – there's not That's another insane. league like there's not another league like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, on that note, uh, we will leave you guys into your into your weekend. And uh, as always, <laughs> later. <laughs>